everyone, and welcome back to Starts With Why. My name is Zane. And my name is Lauren. So great to see everyone and hear everyone back. Zane, how have you been? Lauren, I decided we're going to spice it up today since it is Thursday. The week is almost over. We're going to do a super quick highlight of the week. So do you have one top of mind or should I give you time? Ooh, okay. A highlight, highlight of the week. I mean, do you have yours ready? <laughs> yeah, I do. Mine is so top of mind because it was yesterday. I joined a running club and like, I'm not a runner, but I just feel fresh. I just feel like I am part of, I'm a part of something. You know what I mean? Yes. Ooh, I love it. Okay. My highlight of the week, I would probably, I'd have to say just being with family and we got to spend some time together. We got to be at the lake, go for a little swim. It was so nice. Family time, relaxation time. You feel so rejuvenated when you're just like by nature with the people you love, just hanging out. So love that. Great highlight. And as you know, I'm queen of segues. It is a fantastic segue. It's like, it's as if we planned that, but we didn't. Um, our guest today is such an incredible advocate in her community, and she's doing just that. She's preserving the idea of the family unit, the environment, heritage, and humanity in her own community. Um, and her story is really one that is uh, so impressive and inspiring, and she continues to inspire young people in her community. So she She's calling from Borneo. I'm so honored and excited to have Emanuela on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming. So Emanuela, before we start, we want to know what did you have a highlight this week? Something exciting that happened this week? Every day is exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's exciting because not only uh, I need to put myself together every morning, you know, like, okay, because sometimes the work as an activist is a bit pressing, like stressful. Not a bit, actually. Honestly, it's a lot, <laughs> a lot of pressure. But like each morning, uh, I'm determined, like, okay, today I have to pull myself together and get ready for the work and looking into the news, like what's happening in Kalimantan today. And I started thinking, okay, what can I do about these issues? Sometimes I cannot stop myself from thinking about the issues and the campaign that we are going to do and, okay, how many people that already signed the petition that we made, you know, things like that. It's always make me excited. <laughs> That's so great that it's making you excited. I know it can be stressful. I think we're, we're all a little stressed out when we look at worldwide news, but I love that you said every day is exciting at the same time. You know what? It's, it's stressful, but exciting. So, Emanuela, I know that you have, you've achieved so much in your community, but could you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, before you tell us about your initiative? Yeah, my name is Emanuela. I'm from Borneo, just like Zane mentioned. Um, and specifically, I come from Kalimantan. Kalimantan is the part of the Borneo island that belongs to Indonesia. And for your information, Borneo is the third largest island in the world and also the third biggest and oldest rainforest in the world. So I come from a very beautiful island with beautiful culture and I myself uh, belong to the Dayak community, Dayak Maanyan community. And in Kalimantan, the Dayak 
people are the original people of the land and in my community we consist of 400 different sub tribes and speak 400 different languages so it's very rich culture and also with the rainforest and all the landscapes around us it's such a very beautiful place the place that i call home it's um it has a lot of biodiversity and you know like all with this uh, birds and then uh, plants and then animals yeah it's it's fascinating and i'm happy that i was born in kalimantan uh, i'm proud to be someone that born in kalimantan and if you never heard about kalimantan or dayak people you can just search it in google d-a-y-a-k dayak and then you will find out a lot of beautiful pictures of the Daya culture. I 100% did, Emanuela, and so beautiful. I learned a lot, honestly. Like the the Daya community has fought off decades and decades um, of destruction in the forest, right? Like from things like palm oil production. Uh-huh. And like a lot of the person, the the reason why the forest has um, sustained the way that it has is mostly because of the community. Is that right? That's exactly right. We we are called guardians of the forest, and uh, for the Daya community, oh, we have been living here, and you know, like really close with the nature because for the Daya community, nature and rainforest, it's not only a resource, but that's a part of our life. It's a part of our living system. And uh, my ancestors have been protecting and guarding the forest uh, for thousands of years. So is that the reason why you started the Ranu Ellen Foundation? Like what was the very first moment that you were like, I actually need to do something and I have to create a foundation like this one? We started this runaway loom actually in 2000. 2014. Um, at the time, it's only an indigenous filmmaking community because, you know, I got this realization. I started to realize that there is a lot of problems that happen around us. Um, I've started to see about the environmental problems and then the indigenous rights issue and then also the displacement of the dire communities. You know, these things come to me just like um, a slap on my face. And I started to think, I started to think, uh, what can I do? about this you know like i feel the responsibility not only to spending my life you know like study and then get a job married have a kid and just you know running my own life just like this well no i want to do something for my community somehow we make it as a foundation in 2016 and that's because of the forest fires and haze that happened in Kalimantan in 2015 you know at the time it was very traumatic event it was very scary because you were trapped in the city without without place you know to hide nowhere to hide you just breathing the poisonous air and you were left to die because at the time all the access the transportations are being closed and um, no help came uh, from from outside the city from government so it was very traumatic but you know um at the time i come to this um point in my life like um if i do not stand stand up right now you know and then what will happen for my community? Um, we don't want to be a victim. We want to be heroes. So at the time, me and my friends um, and young people in my community, this filmmaking community, we step in um, and really take at the front lines, you know, to battle the fires and also to deliver all the helps for the villagers and people that are being affected by this toxic haze. And after that, 
um, we we realize we learned that this is not something like you know just one time battle because the forest fire and haze already happened in Kalimantan since 1997 and not only about forest fire and haze but we have a lot of issues that we need to tackle and if not now then when if not us then who because we are the part of the Daya community and we already being being equipped with education with technology and all the skills that we need you know to 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 battle so um we started this foundation in 2016 as a place that officially you know uh, as an umbrella for these young people to do their movement and i always mention this like in the past our ancestors fight with swords and spears. So we see that these enemies cannot be fought with the weapon, with sword and spears anymore. But we can fight it using the technology, using the educations, using the skills that we have. That's the weapon. And we decided to combine this indigenous knowledge, this indigenous wisdoms that we receive from our ancestors with the modern technology that we gain from from schools, from from anywhere, you know, like experience in this modern life and put it as a tool to empower indigenous youth to preserve the culture, protect the forest and embolden our communities. And one thing that you mentioned was your filmmaking community. So I would be so interested to hear how you decided to kind of intertwine filmmaking and have that as a part of of your foundation and what that looks like. We see this um digital platform and specifically audiovisual like film and video as a very powerful tool if we want to speak our voices to the world and that's already um, become my missions from the very beginning to bring the voices from the dia community the voices from the ground up to the world to the international audience and that's why uh, in our films we always met um, the english subtitle because we want to reach as many as people and you know like i see this as a form of the colonization i mean um using video as a tool to decolonize because audio and visual and stories from in the indigenous communities are powerful to make a change in the community. I mean, being an indigenous doesn't mean that you have to be marginalized. Being an indigenous doesn't mean that you are different, you know, from other youth from the city. And that's how I decide uh, filmmaking, video making as a tool to bridge, you know, like this this um, gap uh, between the the modern exposure and the indigenous identity of the youth because we see now the youth a lot you know like a lot of exposed with social media youtube and um or instagram or all these things but uh yeah we empower them that okay you can be cool you know like you can be impactful uh you can be famous but you still be yourself yeah 
do not copy someone else. Uh, just be proud of yourself. So that's the reason why we decide uh, indigenous filmmaking. We choose that as the uh, field that we want to focus on. Uh, it's such a good idea, Emanuela, because we're living in a digital world. And exactly like what you said, like similar to the way there is stigma surrounding the indigenous community, you know, there also is one surrounding, you know, I'm Middle Eastern, the Middle Eastern community, or most recently in the news, the Black community. So I think what you're doing and connecting with youth and using the digital space is a really, really good way to create this online community. So I think that is a fantastic idea. So beyond uh, making uh, films, what else uh, are you doing with young people? Because I know you do workshops and graduations and panels. So what does it look like if someone is part uh, of your foundation? We advocate also to stop the forest fires and haze in Kalimantan. So we launch a petitions. So we we have this webinar series and like live Instagram festivals with the youth, you know, uh, where they express their opinion and their perspective upon the issues in Kalimantan. And we also have this collective project. Uh, it's a tree planting program where we encourage everyone to plant one percent, plant one tree. It's called the Heartland Project. And yeah, like I mentioned also earlier, um, we actively, you know, at the front line uh, to battle the fires. So we have this youth firefighter squad. <laughs> they are not official firefighters, but you know, when the fire attack this country, like the fire is really around us. So we cannot rely only on the official firefighters. So young people uh, come as a volunteers. They uh, get into the battle, you know, with the firefighters uniform and they also help the official firefighters to stop the fires and evacuate people also to our shelter. They um, help the medical workers the health workers to support to deliver the medicines and you know like to check do medical checkup on the villagers all being done by these young people that is incredible so you actually have young people on the front lines really getting their hands dirty and and contributing to your cause which i love what are some other ways that we can contribute and help your foundation because you're doing so much well i want to say that um, the climate issue is the global issues right now, and it belongs to all of us, you know. It doesn't only belong to the Kalimantan people or the Dayak people, but it belongs to all of us. And so many people ask me, like, what can we do to help you? What can we do uh, to support you? I always say this, be our echo, because our voice is not loud enough, you know, to, to get this this news these issues being spread all over the world but you can be our echo if you listen to us first you already help and then you share this to people you already help as well but if you really get into the issues you know and you you feel the call in yourself and then you will find out how you can do something just for example what what lauren and zane right now what you two do right now that's a part of the contribution actually you provide me the platform to speak about this and you share this to your community that's actually already helpful oh uh, that you know what emanuela like you just seem like the most genuine kind-hearted person i i thank you for those kind words that is so incredibly sweet 
sweet, but you're so right. Like we can be doing little things. And that's something me personally that I know I need to do better on is minding my own consumption and being more cautious of the products that I buy. So I, I really, I really can't tell you how much I learned today. Uh, we're already inspired, so I don't know how you're going to be able to inspire us even more, but we like to end the podcast with a why word or a why phrase. So do you have one in mind to share with us, Emanuela? Yeah, I have one in my mind right now. I want to say that you are the product of you. It's for all the indigenous youth that listen to this podcast and the non-indigenous youth that listen to this podcast as well, or even not the youth, but <laughs> yeah, all the generations, anyone who listen to this podcast, you are the product of yourself. You should be proud of yourself. And like I mentioned, there is a lot of things that you can do to create a better future not only for yourself, but for the world. Thank you. Well, even though Zane said it was going to be hard to further inspire us, you definitely have. So I really liked what you said earlier that uh, you don't have to be a victim. You can be a hero. So that was, I thought that was really powerful. And even if you're going through something, you can rise up afterwards, you know, of course, take time to heal, but you can rise up and actually make a difference, make an impact. And if you are Emanuela, you can reach so many people on top of that. So that's my why phrase. Zane, do you have one handy for us? Um, I do. Well said, Lauren. So mine, short and sweet, is you. And the reason I picked you is because you always, like when you hear about all these issues, you think like someone else is working on it. Someone else is an environmental activist. Like I don't need to do it because someone else is doing it. But you, your story shows that let that person be you, be that trailblazer that speaks up and takes action because clearly you've had a profound impact in your community, Emanuela, and you've showed us that it's possible because not only are you um, focusing on indigenous rights, representation, the environment, education, but when the outbreak of the pandemic happened, you also started something um, called Brave Kelly Mantan and you focused on supporting health workers. Like you have truly done it all and you're showing us and you're proving to the listeners that that person can be you like it needs to be you it needs to be us so um I, I think I can speak for Lauren to say how inspired we are Emanuela so thank you so much for for being the incredible human being in general like you just seem like such a special person so thank you thank you and I also want to invite you to um come to our online film festival it's an indigenous film festival that we do every year so it will happen uh in august uh, 21st to 22 i love it yes we will we definitely have to tune in and i hope our listeners will as well because that's just a tiny way to further inform ourselves and uh, we hope to see you back on the podcast again one day thank you i really enjoyed talking to you thank you everyone and we'll see you on the next episode